Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. ...to development. They have a provision called the MPs Common Fund, which might not be enough for them to do whatever they so want. So please, if you could go to your question. My question is this. In the Zabila constituency, Honorable Kletus Apoka has been there for 20 years. Honorable Frank Hussein has been there for three to four years now. Frank Fuseni has given us an ambulance from his common fund. Let's leave the government of Ghana projects aside. He has instituted what we call an educational fund. What's the question? The question is to Honorable Cletus Avoka. Kindly give me one or two of the projects that you have done with your common fund. Since your inception in 92. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, we go to the next question. Thank you. My name is Alhassan Adiza Kubra. I'm from Boku West. My question goes to Honorable Frank Fuseni. He's a nurse by profession compounds that were constructed and not completed. For his four years, he has done nothing. I want him to explain to the good people of Boku West why he has left the or he has soon forgotten that he's a nurse and for that matter, healthcare is number one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll pick the last one for now. Yes. My name is Nuruddin Binda, Communication Director, MPP. Uh, my question goes to the Honorable Member of Parliament for Boku Central, Honorable Ayarga. I want him to mention specifically the number of jobs he has created for the good people of Boku for 12 years in Parliament. The MCE did mention that out of the, ungrad, uh, the Association of uh, Unemployed Graduates Association, they have employed 346 people. The MP should mention a number. The, the, the MP should mention a number of unemployed youth that he has employed in Boku here. And finally, the other question is that he has been. It, it, there's an ongoing investigation on, on him. What is the state of investigation as far as the ambulance of Boku is concerned? Thank you very, very much. And um, at this point, please uh, be seated. We'll get back to you shortly. Please be seated. Uh, but we need to cross over to the studios in Accra. We're certainly going to continue, but uh, my colleague Israel Laie is currently in the Joy News studios, and he'll be giving us the news headlines, and then we'll come back and take answers to these questions. By 10 a.m., 5 million Ghanaians have heard. Have you heard? At least twice. In the truck show. In the queue for Hajjah's watching. And at the cooker joint around the... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So, have you heard that Airtel Tigo calls and Airtel Tigo money transfers are free for six months? Six months? Yes, you heard right. Six months of free morning calls and Airtel Tigo money transfers when you buy an Airtel Tigo SIM and make a simple transaction on Airtel Tigo money. Share the news because I'm concerned with the Get an Airtel Tigo SIM today. Airtel Tigo, life is simple. From tabletop trader to supermarket owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. It's eyes to the right in Spain and the world at large as the Mother Football Derby takes center stage this weekend. Spain is divided into two halves. Despite the strife for matching poster boys in the revered local derby enjoyed globally, battle lines drawn with so much on the cards when Barcelona take on Real Madrid in the El Clasico. So we have a special here and a debate to round up the preview. And we ask, 
Who is in the better place at the moment? Real Madrid or Barcelona? Equally great games to save around Europe. In Italy, AC Milan face Roma. In Germany, there's much excitement ahead of the Borussia Dortmund Schalke game. In France, Lyon Monaco is the go-to fixture. And in England, an old rivalry is rekindled with so much on it for fans, managers and players. It's Rashford who just clicks through again and he scores a wonderful goal from the right side of the penalty area into the far bottom corner of the net. No chance at all for Kalor Navas and Rashford, just as he did here 18 months ago, strikes late for Manchester United. And Simadoy Spurs have lost it in a dangerous area again. As Pilaqueta, now Timo Werner. That's the moment he's been waiting for. That's the moment Chelsea have been waiting for. Timo Werner gets his first goal for the club and he gets it against Tottenham. Bruno Fernandes, chance to make it the perfect 10. And he obliges, right-footed, just strokes the ball into the bottom right-hand corner and Manchester United leads. Chelsea Manchester United stands out as a sore thumb in a list of English Premier League games to come. We preview the big game with special analysis as well on ties including Manchester City, West Ham, Liverpool, Sheffield United and Arsenal, Leicester City. Also coming up. Lewis Hamilton across the line to start the final lap. Hamilton got the better start, but Bottas overtook him. So he's about to equal the record of Michael Schumacher. 91 Grand Prix victories is the most any Formula One driver has had. And at Schumacher's home race in Germany, Hamilton is out across the line to match that record, to win for the 91st time in Formula One, to win again in 2020, and surely put one hand on a seventh Formula One world title. Great drive from Hamilton, Verstappen across the line in second and Daniel Ricciardo for Renault in third place takes their first podium finish since their return to Formula One back in 2016. Lewis Hamilton takes the win for Stappen second. A huge, huge lead now at the top of the championship for Hamilton and he's just one win away from becoming the most successful Formula One driver in terms of wins of all time. Formula One returns to action for the latest stage of its shaking up 2020 season with the Portuguese Grand Prix at Portimao. Following Lewis Hamilton's historic victory to equal Michael Schumacher's all-time F1 Grand Prix wins record, the six-time world champion Julie has a first opportunity to surpass the outright record this weekend in Portugal. We have a preview. If you'd love to send us your comments, we'd love to read them via social media accounts on WhatsApp 0551-111-997 on Facebook, joy slash 997 or Twitter us at joysportsgh. We'll be in Morocco to preview this weekend's CAF Confederations Cup final between Aras Bekane and Pyramids of Egypt and in Antwerp for updates from the ongoing European Open. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport. Hello from me, George Addy Jr. and welcome. And a big welcome to everybody. Uh, did you know today is the transfer deadline day for... You know, transfers here on the domestic scene. So Ghana Premier League clubs, Division 1 clubs are all deeply in the business of trying to find the players they're looking out for. It's important that you do so because it's just uh, a little over five hours more to the end of the transfer window and we're keeping our close tabs on it. Remember, we're coming your way with special shows when it comes to the Ghana Premier League. A big announcements to come right uh, at the weekend, of course, the start of the new week. So big stuff. Now, there's one club at the moment uh, almost holding the headlines when it comes to the transfer news. They are back in this. Asante 
And they seem to have scored a Brazilian goal, I must tell you, because Kumasi Asante Kotoko have signed Brazilian central midfielder Fabio Gama ahead of the new Premier League season, the Ghana Premier League season, of course, next month. The Pokemon Warriors announced their transfer today. According to the club, he's joined on a two-year deal, and uh, this is what they actually tweeted on the official handle. Asante Kotoko is delighted to announce the acquisition of Brazilian international midfielder Fabio Dos Santos Gama. That's what we've got out there. So, at the first part of the locker room this evening, we're just going to be talking about what Kumasi Asante Kotoko have done in the transfer window. Who is Gama? Some of you are already nicknaming him Gama Gama. And when it comes to Kumasi Asante Kotoko, Matis, of course, uh, Muftau, you know, and <laughs> Abdullahi is right here with me. Oreku Ampofu will join me right now in the studio. Uh, so we can get into this one. Anyway, um, surprise uh, for you, Muftau? Not, not exactly surprising because I've been privileged to so much information in relation to Kumasiya Santi Kotoko. So I was not surprised about the signing mm. because um, as of this afternoon, I, I was made aware of the last acquisition that Kotoko management wanted to do before the close of the transfer window. Mm. Um, they were waiting for the players' ITC before they would make it public and his ITC arrived. So the Porcupines uh, went ahead to make the announcement and he became their eighth signing in the transfer window. Mm. Uh, following the arrivals of Emmanuel Kayeke, we had Yusuf Mubarak, uh, Kayeke from Kayala, Mubarak from Ashanti Gold. Then there was also the acquisition of Patrick Asma mm. um, from Atlanta. There was also the acquisition of Razak Abalora. Um, whose signing became a major headline yeah. within the local scene because they already have the likes of um, Kwame Ba and um, Felix Annan mm. in between the sticks of Kumasi Asante Kotoko. And then there was also the acquisition of one of the best midfielders we've got in the country, yeah. Latif and Nabila from Ash Gold. Mm. And then they followed up with the acquisition of uh, one central defender from uh, Tano Bafuakwa in the person of Andris Kojo Apau. And then this evening, they are adding um, Fabio Gama, an exciting uh, left footer. Yeah. I'm not surprising that they've gone for him because uh, the two key left footers within the Kumasi Asante Kodoko setup are all likely to be on their way out. I'm talking about Martin Entry and Maxwell back home. Martin Entry already, we understand, is likely to join Karela on loan. Okay. And then Maxwell Bako too, his contract is running down within the next four days. So Kotoko needs to ensure that they get perfect replacement for these boys. And most of these boys are the, the players who go about with the trickery of breaking down opposition for Kumasi Asante Kotoko. So if you're losing a circle player in the person of Maxwell Bako, if you're losing another person like Martin Entry, you need an equally better left footer in there. And per what we have seen about Fabio G- uh, Gama so Gama. far, it clearly tells us that Kotoko have gone in for a perfect replacement for these two. The last time we had a Brazilian in the setup of Kumasi Asante Kotoko was in t- 2013. Yes. Uh, and uh, Masawu Didi Dramani, yeah. he was also he was called the Silver Hems, the Silver, the silver. Mm. and uh, he joined us for because we were ready to participate in the. When I say we, yeah, yeah, it's we. And and that's me. why I put it the <laughs> 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 Because we're going to participate in the Cup Champions League. Unfortunately, that season we didn't do well. But I just legend, like I said, if you are losing players like Martin Entry and Maxwell Baku, you need it's equally great that you have someone with the silkiness of Fabio Gama to come okay. in, and they've gotten him. Let me nickname him. Gamma di Gamma. All right, all right. So um, this transfer has actually split the Joy Sports team. We've got 
<laughs> I've got my so for my colleagues who believe that. No, that's what it's. I think Gary Gary is leading that charge. Just saying, that Charlie, wow, where did this guy come from, man? What's up? And uh, with Tal and Oreko, I think on the other side, saying that yeah, this is a great player and everything. Oreko, before I come to you, and we're doing this like in twenty five minutes because let me come to you, Hans. Hans, what what are your problems? Uh, with Tal has just explained why Gamma di Gamma <laughs> or Fabio Gamma is a guy. I mean, first of all, for me, I have just one question. Uh, one. Yeah, what's the question? <laughs> Is Fabio Gama better than Budasiu? Oh, but... Um, um, and, 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 okay, let, let me answer that. Let, okay, no, no. Okay, we're not going to... Is that rhetoric? Is rhetoric? I'm, yes. No, I'm just going to answer it straightforward. Yeah. Fabio Gama can play on the wings. Mm. We are losing two wingers in Martin Andrew and Maxwell Bakun. So if you are losing these two wingers, we have... Fabio Gamba no, to no, see no, no, the player. Don't forget Mudasiru is, is an anchor man. Okay. He sits in between no the, the defense and the attackers that, of Kotoko. So he's a he's a good player. So okay. we can't compare the two. No, we can't compare the two. Okay, so yes, Hans, yes, your point. But Fabio Gama is listed as a as a as a midfielder. Yeah, yeah as a midfielder, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> so but he's not better than Mudasiru. We've all seen the clips. <laughs> 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 oh, but the clips there, I mean YouTube, YouTube. Everyone, everyone you have seen Philly Philly. But the bone of contention for me really has to do with Kotoko's announcement of the player. And the fact that they reference Fabio Gama as a as a Brazilian youth international or a former Brazilian youth international. In that he played for the under 70 under 20 of the Brazilian national team. We've all been going through the records. And Muftar has been there. We've all yeah. gone through it together. <laughs> what what no, they worried about? There is no record of him playing for any of Brazil's under 17 since. Not even under 15, 13, 12, 20, 23. But you are not an international when you play under 15. Under <laughs> so under 17. So under 17. No, they specifically mention under 17. Under 17 and 20. Yeah, okay. But there is no record of him playing for any of the. And, and if you check his age, he's what? Oh. 28 years. Hold it, hold it. I didn't interrupt you. Allow me, please. George, can he interrupt? No, 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 no. He can't. Please go ahead. So, yes. <laughs> if you check his age, he's 28 years old. Yeah. Pardon me. My my, my number gains uh, tends to be a bit hazy. Yeah. But 28, if you take out the last eight years, you would have been 20 years. As at what? 2012? Yes. Okay. Um, 20 years... Let's take maybe a year off, which meant that he probably should have been part of Brazil's team for the 2009 World Cup or thereabouts. Yeah, yes, or 20, no, yeah, 2009. 2009. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, he wasn't part of it. Yeah, we all know. Mm. So, Ghana won it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. If we take it back, it means he should have been part of Brazil's 2009. No, 2007, 2007 under, under 17 World Cup or under 20. He wasn't part of that. Was, that was in Korea, in fact. If you check his records, there is no record of him ever playing for Brazil at any level. So you don't think he's a Brazilian Not under 17. Yeah. No, no, not that I don't think. The fact is he's that he's not. Not a, he's not a Brazilian youth international. Okay. There, there are two pictures of him uh-huh. that I've seen in a Brazilian shirt. One with two other players that we cannot, you know, tell which players they are. <laughs> okay. And then the other one that Kotoko used. To make what, and another one of him sitting what looked like a press conference. Uh-huh. And... And there's a personal opinion that that picture looked heavily photoshopped. <laughs> that's that's a personal opinion. That's a but to the extent that there is no record of it, and we are talking Brazil, they are yeah. very conscious when it comes to marketing their players. Yeah. No agent of a Brazilian player would not have a record of his player mm. having played for the U team of Brazil. It's a selling point, by the way. Mm. Okay. Mm. So there will be videos, there will be stories. If you go to FIFA.com and check the squads, you'll be there. If you go to the uh, 
continental championship you are going to find in the squad. No record, zero, nothing. Hmm. So, so, so your, your point is, is coming from? Okay, so let, 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 let me arrange the release. You know what? Because no that problem. I'm not done. We have signed the player. I'm actually doing this to 25. Final point. Yes. Final point is that he's played for 10 clubs since 2012. Yeah. 2011-2012. 10 clubs. He's not demanded even one seed in transfer fees. Not a penny in transfer fees. Loan. Free. Free. Loan. Free. Free. Loan. Free. The man has been without a club since March this year. Okay. Yes. Now, here's the fundamental Since March, there was COVID. No problem. Yes, of course. Which serious 28-year-old Brazilian player? Okay. He's supposed to be at his peak by now. Yes. Would... Graciously mm. be caught as anti Kotoko. Mm. Come and play for the the biggest club on the African continent, possibly one of the best in the world. Mm. And then he puts pen to paper and then signs. But can't he prove you wrong when he gets on the pitch, actually? Yeah, all this all I've this said and done. When he gets said, on the they pitch. said the videos look good. Yeah. But I still maintain he's not even better than Mudasiu. Okay. And I'm hold on. Right, right. Let, let, let me do this. Okay. Muta, Muta, hold on. Muta, hold on. Okay. Muta, hold on. Hands, hold on. And I, I know. Better than Mudasiu. Right. Mudasiu is how many years old? Hold on. 18 or 19. Hold on. Hold on. Like 21? 21. 21. Hold on. Yes, hands, hold on. 28. You're not better than Mudasiu. Yes, hands, hold on. The truth is. And you're Brazilian international. Yes. Questions are too many. Okay, wait. Yeah. The thing is, I'm not sure this show is going to give us the time to do all we want to do because we've still got a lot to go through. But Oreku wants to be in transfer Money. Yeah, no, yeah. Oregon, <laughs> hold on. Oregon, I'm giving you the hold next on. four minutes. You've spent time going through um, videos and everything. What what can you say about Gamma and why anyone should get excited? So, Hans spoke about lack of evidence that mm. Gamma is a Brazilian international. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm sorry. You know, our, our listeners cannot see this video. Yes. But let's, let's count how many Brazilian pictures are here. One, two... Three, him lifting a trophy. Okay, so we have to, we have four, to make it available to sell, sell in late, later. Sell and see that. Okay. So, yeah, we'll get you that picture. Okay. But there are four pictures. There was one that he was four lifting pictures. a trophy. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, he's a Brazilian international. Maybe he doesn't like the hype. He doesn't like the hype. He okay. doesn't like okay. the hype. Okay. 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 Hands hold on. What tournament? Hands hold on. Hands hold on. Investigate further. We know we have pictures. That's right. What tournament? At this point, he has only four minutes. Let him make his point. We investigate further. Okay. Let's talk about the Only four minutes. Yes, yes. Now, the player. Yes. What have you learned? This guy is, you know, he's he's a player I think Asante Kotoko would enjoy. Mm. Now, I say this because you lost someone uh, like Justice Blay last season. Mm. And, you know, Mediama were commanding a very high amount mm. in terms of transfer. Unfortunately, with the plans that Kotoko have, if they invest all that money in Justice Blay, they wouldn't be able to, you know, leave that to other positions as well. So, first of all, I think this is a smart signing. Mm. Because economically is wise. The mm. club are in a difficult period, COVID and all that. Mm. But then you look at the type of player, and although he scored just three goals last season, he scored three goals of, last season. Yeah, just three mm. goals. You know, he's a midfielder. Mm. He reminds me a bit of, you know, Kudus Mohammed. Mm. He's left footed, mm. very strong on the ball, mm. and incredibly aggressive. Now, if, if you look at yes. if you look at his scouting videos, yeah. Whenever he has the ball, he has his arms out to protect it. Really mm. strong in the ball and silky on the ball. I'm talking about, you, you know how left footage mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm, plays. Yes. That's what Gamma brings on the pitch. And out of his three goals, 
all of them were outside the box mm. and incredibly one of them came from the center mm. now how many players in the Ghana Premier League have scored a goalkeeper from the center line it takes an amount of intelligence and confidence to be able to even try that that should tell you about you know the, the technical level of this of, player of the guy mm. and Kotoko just recently signed a deal with Instat yes and they are heavy on statistics of players and you know gathering on our data mm. I'm very sure they were involved in this and looked at the you know the the, the, the numbers, the, the numbers team the and the type of player, the caliber of player that they need, right. and they decided to go for Gamma. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people underrate him. Yeah, he's played for ten clubs and all that. But if you look at the data, eight of those clubs were in Brazil, and he just couldn't settle there. Maybe we do not have a full explanation as to well, why he, he couldn't settle with the club in Brazil. Mm. But it's obvious that he's been a big hit in uh, you know Sweden. Yeah. He moved in from uh, the reserve league and his next season he was transferred to the second tier. Mm. Per that trajectory, if he continued to how he was playing, he was obviously going to move into the Swedish top league. So I think that he's a player who's fine. So he's going to work out for you? You think he's going to work he out? He could for find his feet in the Ghana Premier League. Right. I, I think he comes in at a level playing mm. ground where mm. every, everyone has not played since March. Yes. So he has an opportunity to prove what he can, uh, he can you know, be made of. And I, I think that there wouldn't be a lot of pressure on him because a lot of people are not expecting anything from him right. uh, when they look at his statistics and the fact that he's commanded zero fees and transfer. Mm, mm. But I think that that gives him a good chance to prove everyone wrong. And per what I've seen... He'll do well. He also reminds me a lot about um, <laughs> Mathieu Nimkujo. Aye. Then but this guy is good, pal. He, he's a good I, I, was, I was talking about how silky it is. Yes, 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 yes. Moves out his transfer deadline day, you know, for yes, Ghana Premier yes, League. Yes. Uh, with five hours to the end of the transfer window. Yes. Um, I know we'll have our shows later and you yeah. guys will enjoy. But yeah. tell me, are there any special moves you're expecting before um, the end? I, by the close of the day, House of Oak should be announcing the return of um, Patrick Razak. Okay. Um, we all know what Patrick Gazak did mm. for Accra House of Hope mm. before he left to Horoya. Mm. And then he's back. The deal is uh, likely to be announced. Okay. And there's also the possibility of um, it, your very own club, Interallies, <laughs> Interallies, okay. uh, <laughs> coming out with some major signings for them. Okay. We know how they behave. That's right. When they're done, we'll get to know. But at right, this point, it. those are some of the key things we know. We are looking out for And we are looking at two, the GFA finally announcing the total number of players registered mm. and the total number of players transferred from one club to the other. As the domestic transfer uh, matching system closes by 11:59 p.m. today. Right. Thank you very much, Butal. Thank you very much, uh, Rick Wampofu. Welcome to uh, Fabio Gama joining uh, the Ghana Premier League train. Very excited to find out what is. I'm waiting for Monday 14, man. Monday 14. Cotton versus Hartlepool. Well, guys, thank you very much. And I told you we're going to start with the Cotton bit. Now that we have to. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Stay in Africa, stay on the continent because, well, there's a big one. There's a CAF Confederations Cup final, and you know how we do it. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. So let's stay on the continent and the Cup Confederations Cup final will be contested between Egyptian club Pyramids FC and Moroccan club Aris Bekane following their respective victories in the semi-finals. Pyramids defeated Horoya AC of Guinea 2-0 at the Mohammed V Stadium in Casablanca. That's on Tuesday thanks to the second half goals from Ibrahim Hassan and Abdullah El Said. Bekane edged fellow Moroccan side Hassani Agader 2-1 at the Prince Boulay Abdullah Stadium in Rabat. That was on Monday. Well, Captain Mohamed Aziz scored a penalty in each half, either side of an equalizer by Agadir's Imad Kamui. Bekani will have another chance to win the trophy also for the first time, having lost last year's final on penalties to another Egyptian side, Zamalek SC. So, ahead of the final on Sunday at the Prince Bulai Abdullah Stadium, let's get some perspective. And joining me now is our African football expert and colleague, Nuhu Adams. Thanks, Nuhu, for our time on the show. How exciting is the prospect of winning the Confederations Cup for the first time, considering Pyramid's history? Well, George, it's going to be very, very massive for Pyramids FC if they should win the CAF Confederation Cup, looking at how far they've come. You know, in 2018, a group of investors led by Turkey El Sheikh, who is a former honorary president of Ali, decided to invest in a club called Al Asioti. So they changed the name, apparently, to Pyramids FC. And at that season, they spent close to 55 million euros on new players, including. Um, the Africa's biggest buy um, from Brazil, Keno, for 8.6 million euros. Since then, they've not looked back. They finished third in the Egyptian league, just to 
qualify for the CAF Confederation Cup. And in the Confederation Cup this season, they've lost only two games, and all all of the two were at home. They've won every single game at away, um, making them favourite for the fans on Sunday against RS Bekan. So it's good, very very massive. Two years after that huge investment, they are in the finals of a continental competition and. If they should win it, it's going to be very, very, very massive. It's going to be very, very exciting. And it will encourage them to invest more. Um, so I'm not surprised they were able to sign Ramadan Sobi from Huddersfield Town for £5 million. Pounds. That is how ambitious Pyramids FC are. So winning the cup will, will, will cement their position of being ambitious and getting the best of quality um, players in, the, in their fold going forward. Indeed, uh, New Hope, there is also a Ghanaian element to this, of course, with John Entry right in the thick of things. Hopefully, he gets to win this one. How far has Aris Bekani come, and will the experience help them to win the final against the Pyramids? Of course, Aris Bekani have a very beautiful history. They were, they were a small club in Morocco, actually, but in 2017, they decided to become an elite club. By doing so, they started investing very well in, in terms of player um, quality. So they, they, they started bringing in experienced players like um, Mohamed Aziz, Oman Amsawi. They got Isma Mukadem, brought in Burkina Faso International, Isu Fudayu, they also brought in Alain Traoré and the likes. And they were in the finals of the Cup Convention Cup last season. Very unfortunate, they lost in the penalty shootout against Zamalek. But they, they, they never looked back this season. They started quite well, and here they are now in the finals. Yes, in terms of experience, they are going to be ahead of Pyramids FC because they have almost every single player who was part of the squad last season um, in the CAF Convention Cup, with the exception of Kudufu Dolaba, who joined Al-Ain in UAE. But I think the rest of the squad um, have an idea as to how the, the CAF competitions are. So... Playing against Pyramids is going to be very, very difficult for them. But I think with their experience, I see them having an advantage over Pyramids. But let's see how, how things go on Sunday. But I think um, they still have what it takes to, to, to become an elite club by winning the Cup Foundation Cup on Sunday. Now, where will this game be won or lost? And who do you predict wins this? Well, George, I think um, both teams have very good defence um, with um, very experienced players in there. So the defence is always going to be solid as they've been throughout the, the entire season. But the game is going to be won um, in the attack. Um, both teams are having very good attacks. Um, if you look at uh, Pyramids FC, they have Abdal El Said, um, an Egyptian international who is also top scorer of the Egypt Premier League this season. They have John MP, our own man from Ghana. They also have Eric Chahore from Burkina Faso, who is doing so well um, in the Egyptian League and in the CAF Convention Cup this season. So, if you look at this attack, um, it's going to be very, very difficult to handle. But um, Irish Bekani are also having a very sharp attack. I'm having Musin Yaju leading them. Musin Yaju is the um, highest scoring Moroccan in all CAF competitions. And he was, I think, top scorer in the 2013 FIFA Club World Cup when um, he was playing for Raja Casablanca. So, having him, um, Zakaria Adraf and Hamdi Lasho um, in, in, in the attack, I think is going to be very, very difficult for Pyramids FC to handle. But uh, I think um, any of the teams that will be very, very purposeful up front 
is going to win the game. It's not going to be an easy game. With the match being played in Morocco, um, it, it gives Aris Bekane some some slight advantage, and I think um, they, they they can take advantage of that and then win the game. But Pyramids have won every single game they've played away um, in the Confederation Cup this season. That is making them more dangerous um, going into this game. But I still believe Aris Bekane have what it takes to win this one. I go for them. That's what the CAF Confederations Cup finally culminating this weekend. What else is there to say, of course, after the major postponement? In the CAF Champions League, I think the Zamalek Radra Casablanca game is the is the one that has been postponed to November 1st because of um, the rise of COVID-19 cases in the Radra Casablanca team. I think as of now, 14 players have been confirmed um, positive for, for the coronavirus. And that is why they couldn't travel to Egypt to play Zamalek. But the second game, that is Al Ali, with that athletic club, will go ahead as planned today. Um, 7 p.m. kickoff at the Cairo International Stadium. And we already know Ali are having one foot in the finals because they are, they are they're going to the game with a 2 0 advantage. And I don't see how with that are going to overturn that score. I'm looking at their performance um, last week in Morocco. Um, Ali have been. Uh, Ali have been in good form at home in recent times. They've won every single um, game in their last 16 home matches. So I think um, that, that is um, an advantage for them. They are also unbeaten in their last 24 home games in the CAF Champions League. So I don't see how Widad are going to do this. And I think Pizzo Mosimani, um, having met Widad 11 times, he knows everything about them. He knows their, their weaknesses and strengths. So um, getting a strategy that will get at least a draw from this game is not going to be um, difficult for Peter Musman. So I think um, Ali, uh, of course, they are in the finals already, and I, I, I want to see them play Zamalek in the finals. Thanks, Nimo, for the time on the show, as usual. We look forward to the great game this weekend. Special games to come surely there in the CAF Confederations Cup final and the semi-final game of the CAF Champions League. So that's all good, isn't it? Uh, we'll be doing some more football when we get into uh, all this to come in England, in Italy, and Spain. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. In France, and of course, uh, the uh, classical, there's a special debate coming up. Barcelona, Real Madrid, who's in a better place? The boys will be joining me shortly. Now, though, we have to do some motorsport here in the locker room. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Hamilton got the better start, but Bottas overtook him. So he's about to equal the record of Michael Schumacher. 91 Grand Prix victories is the most any Formula One driver has had. And at Schumacher's home race in Germany, Hamilton is out of...
across the line to match that record, to win for the 91st time in Formula One, to win again in 2020, and surely put one hand on a seventh Formula One world title. Great drive from Hamilton, Verstappen across the line in second, and Daniel Ricciardo for Renault in third place takes their first podium finish since their return to Formula One back in 2016. Lewis Hamilton takes the win, Verstappen second, a huge, huge lead now at the top of the championship for Hamilton, and he's just one win away from becoming the most successful Formula One driver in terms of wins of all time, and if he wins the seventh world title, he'll of course draw level with Michael Schumacher there as well. We are watching a man become the greatest Formula One driver in the history of motorsport. Formula One next. And after a week of Formula One returns to action for the later stage of its shaking up 2020 season with the Portuguese Grand Prix at Portimao, following Lewis Hamilton's historic victory to equal Michael Schumacher's all-time F1 Grand Prix wins record with his 91st triumph at the Eiffel Grand Prix, the six-time world champion Julie has the first opportunity to surpass the outright record this weekend in Portugal. Coupled with Mercedes teammate Valtteri Bottas' retirement in the Nürburgring race, Hamilton holds a 69-point advantage at the top of the standings with six races of the reshaped 2020 campaign to go. So, what are we to expect in Portugal this weekend? Let's get some analysis right now. And joining me is our in-house Formula 1 expert, Raymond Nyamadu. Thanks, Raymond, for your time on the show. Hamilton would now have in his sights the target of surpassing Michael Schumacher's race wins record right now. Is Portugal there for the taking or do you envisage some problems? Having won a couple of weeks ago in Germany, you can only expect Lewis Hamilton to go stronger. And after equaling Michael Schumacher's record, the next step for him would be to become the first man in the history of the sport to win 92 Grand Prix. And so um, that definitely is within his sight. But we know Lewis Hamilton to be one of those drivers who finds a way to wrap up championships. And even if it's not winning races, he finds a way to consolidate points just to make sure that he ends up you know, winning the title. And so for me, I don't see anything stopping Lewis Hamilton from winning. Uh, the championship this year. His seventh championship definitely is in the back. 69 points lead. And it's, it's, it's difficult to see who can actually stop him. The only thing that could possibly stop Lewis Hamilton is COVID-19. If Lewis Hamilton doesn't catch COVID-19, I don't know how he's not going to win this year. And so... I don't expect any surprises. I don't expect any driver on the grid to cause an upset with six races to the end of the season. So for me, it's a wrap for Lewis Hamilton. Right, Ray, we'll be looking forward to what he can do, Hamilton. That will be a pressure race for him. But why should we be concerned about the midfield? With the likes of Sebastian Vettel, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, Albon and Danny Ricciardo all pushing in. Who are you looking out for, really? I think to be quite honest, this season has seen the top three places wrapped up pretty early and I think the excitement has had to be in the mid, mid-race session where you know, you look at the position from 4th to 11th, you know, showing a lot of competition. We've seen Ricciardo coming with some strong finishes in his last three races. We've seen racing point Sergio Perez also show some strong finishes in his last three races and so it's not surprising to see both drivers in 4th and 5th place and just 10 points separate both drivers and so you can actually tell that, you know, there's a lot of competition in there. You also see the likes of Lando Norris, who is currently in six for McLaren, also putting in some fantastic performances. Albeit, you know, not doing too well in his last two races. His last two races actually he did not he did not contest. Uh, Hakenberg actually came in for him. Alex Albon has also been fantastic. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari. I think that that is not a position you would want to see Ferrari. But you know, it's rather unfortunate their chances has troubled them this season. You also talk about um, Pierre Gasly in tenth ten position. He is also you know one driver who's been exciting this season. He won in Monza, and a lot was expected for him. I think he's one of the improved drivers on the second. 
season. And so, you know, the excitement has been in that region. And, you know, you look at the point difference. A lot, you know, hasn't separated a lot of these teams because you look at a team in 10th, and that's Pierre Gasly's uh, Alpha Tori, and you look at Sergio Perez um, for racing points. It's just 15 points separates the team in 10th, 10th place and 5th. And you also look at um, Charles Leclerc in 8th position and Sergio Perez. It's just 5 points separates them. So, there's a lot to drive for in that particular mid-session and so we are expecting the competition you know to go down to the wire because a lot of these teams want to place you know either in fifth or in fourth and so there's still a lot to fight for in the formula one i think that's where a lot of excitement is because that's where we see a lot of drama on the circuits the overtakings you know the crashes and all and so you know you talk about the top three i think that's settled but this is where the excitement is and i think that we should pay attention to that and i think between fourth and fifth um, where you have sergio perez and ricciardo just 10 points separate both drivers and so Looking at how consistent both drivers are, that's also another um, point that we should actually pay attention. So it's pretty exciting, and uh, we'll see how things pan out in Portugal this weekend. But that notwithstanding, I still think that um, Lewis Hamilton is good value for winning again. I think that you know he has the wind in the sail. He looks like he has the confidence. He looks like you know he has the winning mentality. He wants to get into every race and do well, unless he self-destructs. But if he doesn't, I think that Lewis Hamilton is good value to win in this. And you look at the other two drivers. Who could possibly win if Lewis Hamilton is not winning? We are talking about Valtteri Bottas and Max Verstappen. These are drivers who can, on their day, you know, if anything doesn't happen to their chances, definitely they can actually come up with a win. So I still see Lewis Hamilton winning this one. I think that he's going to break that record. He's going to be the first man in the history of the sport to win 92 um, Grand Prix. Uh, and I think that his teammate Valtteri Bottas, after a disappointing race in Germany, should come back stronger in this one. And Max Verstappen should finish in third. So I think Lewis Hamilton should make a 92 this weekend. Thank you very much, Raymond, and we look forward to the action in Portugal to come on Sunday. That's your Formula One, and so we get back into football. Let's get into the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. Great stuff to talk about because it's a special weekend. that has got Chelsea, Manchester United, why not? And um, Thomas Partey is still doing well for Arsenal, so we'll get to see him against Leicester. Enjoy this. There's more after this. Thanks, John, for your time on the show. Big weekend of football with huge matches to look forward to at every turn. But let's begin this evening at Chelsea. 3-3 draw with Southampton in the Premier League and the goalless draw with Sevilla in the Champions League has got fans complaining again about Lampard's selection for the game. Mason Mount on the left of attack. Pulisic on the opposite side is fast becoming the norm. How is this getting the best out of his attack? And do you agree with fans who say Frank is struggling to find his best team? Yeah, I'd say there are still some issues, George, with the identity of this Chelsea side, how Frank Lampard wants them to play going forward, and also what the best eleven is. I can cut Frank Lampard some slack. It's very early season, and you know we have a we have a lot to a lot of football still to be played, and it takes time to bed in these new signings, especially when they've had a whole host of new players coming in. But I still think there are big question marks as to what the best team is. Yeah, Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic, at the, at the moment, they seem to be the first choice with Timo Werner up front and Kai Havertz just behind. Very good, but but I think they need to get Hakim Ziyech into the team. For me, I might be slightly biased because, of course, I love African football and I've watched Hakim Ziyech play for Morocco many times. But I think that 
he is better than Mason Mount. And hopefully, slowly but surely, Ziyech will find his way into that position. He did come on for Mason Mount in midweek in the Champions League. He's got a, a wand of a left foot, Hakim Ziyech. Brilliant at creating chances. I think that would be frightening. Pulisic, Havertz, Ziyech with Werner up front for me. That is a frightening front front four. I've got nothing against Mason Mount. I still think he's got a lot to improve on. The England manager, Gareth Southgate, rates him very highly. Frank Lampard rates him very highly. So you must think that he's got the qualities to be a top, top player. But at the moment, for me, Hakim Ziyech is a better player and I can't wait to see him starting regularly in a Chelsea shirt. So it's Chelsea up against the inform Manchester United and the EPL's headline of this weekend. Frank Lampard looks satisfied with his defence against Sevilla. How difficult a test will dealing with Manchester United's speedy attack be? Yeah, very big test. I actually think the way that Chelsea play, or have played so far this season, will actually feed into the hands of, of uh, Manchester United. Manchester United, at the moment, they're, they're not a team that likes to dominate. They're very good on the break, aren't they? Very good counter-attacking team, with Rashford going forward with, with his pace, of course. And he caused so many problems against Paris Saint-Germain, Anthony Martial as well, Mason Greenwood if he's fit. It is a, it's a brilliant combination going forward. And, of course, they've got the players. Pogba, if he starts at the moment, he seems to be on the bench. But certainly Bruno Fernandes, who can work the opportunities and find some brilliant counter-attacks. So this is going to be a very big test for the Chelsea back four. It's getting better. That was a, a very good um, clean sheet against an excellent Sevilla side. Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma playing at the centre of defence. Rhys James on the right, Ben Chilwell on the left. It's getting better all the time. Thiago Silva, despite his mistake on his debut, seems to be easing his way into English football. But I think it's a massive test against Manchester United. To Arsenal, John, and aside the thrill of seeing the new signing Thomas Partey on the screen last weekend and indeed yesterday against Rapid Venner, the most paid player, Mesut Ozil, was left out of the Premier League squad with Ateta admitting the hard decision had to be made. Is this the end of Ozil at Arsenal? And how good a bargain is this? Considering that £300,000 will hit Ozil's accounts every week without fail. Yeah, I think it is the end. And I agree with Mikel Arteta. I can see where Mikel Arteta is coming from. A few people have said maybe it's to do with something outside football when it comes to Mesut Ozil. But for me, it's a football decision. Football has changed even in the last few years. You need a team unit to be working together as one. The luxury players like Mesut Ozil, they are becoming less and less the norm. You can argue as to whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because Mesut Ozil... Is a wonderful player, but when it comes to him, you almost need to build your team around him because you have to accept that he's not going to work maybe as hard as other players. He does, don't get me wrong, I've watched Mesut Ozil, I remember the 2014 World Cup, he was really good at tracking back, but sometimes he's not always good at it and he's not a player who plays with a lot of intensity and Mikel Arteta is trying to move Arsenal in a different direction and for me, Mesut Ozil just doesn't fit into that new direction. Football has changed. Look at Liverpool, the way they work. Yes, they have flair players, but it's about the team unit, the team working as one, pressing as one. And I think Mikel Arteta wants to go in that direction. Manchester City is exactly the same. They have amazing individual talents, but they all work extremely hard. No one is letting another teammate down when it comes to tracking back or pressing. And Mesut Ozil, despite all his quality, that is not his forte. So it's a difficult question now for Mesut Ozil. What does he do next? For me, the MLS is a good solution. He's been linked with DC United a lot in the past. Maybe in January he'll get a move to the MLS. Arsenal maybe could pay off a bit of his contract. 
It is sad to see because I think he's a quality player. I've loved watching him play, but I think his time at Arsenal is very much over. So Liverpool had really bad news in last weekend's Merseyside derby, losing Virgil van Dijk possibly for the rest of the season. Fabinho appears the quick fix, but how difficult would it be to defend the Premier League title with the situation? Yeah, it's going to be really tough. For me, this is a leveller. I thought Liverpool were favourites, clear favourites to regain the Premier League title, but I think Manchester City now have a big opportunity. But I love Fabinho. I, I describe, as a, describe him as a Rolls-Royce player, Fabinho. He's the, he's the type of player that every manager wants. He can play in midfield brilliantly. He can play as a world-class right-back. And now we're, we're seeing what a good centre-back he is. Brilliant at carrying the ball forward. I think he's a quality defender. I think he's very, very intelligent in terms of his movement and his vision. And so so I think Fabinho, if they can keep him fit, will be a very good deputy at the back for Virgil van Dijk. What you're missing, though, is Fabinho in midfield. So it's a loss there, but they're gaining at the back. Very, very difficult to cope without Virgil van Dijk. But if you want to win Premier League titles, you have to deal with injury problems. I feel very, very sorry for Virgil van Dijk because the way it's looking, I think he's going to be struggling to even be fit for the Euros. John, there's been huge talk this week about the proposed European Premier League by FIFA. We know more than a dozen of clubs from England, France, Germany, Italy and Spain are in negotiations about becoming founding members of the competition. How plausible, though, is this idea? If it ever happens, George, it's a long, long way off. I don't think it's anything we have to worry about in the short term. Maybe long term we have to worry about it. I don't know about you, but what I hate about the ideas for European Super League, European Premier League, is the way that the teams are locked in. You'll always get, for example, in England, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, Arsenal and Liverpool. They would always be in that European Super League or European Premier League, whatever happened in the domestic competition. And for me, you have to retain the integrity of the domestic competitions. Finishing fourth still has to mean something. Finishing third still has to mean something. Finishing seventh still has to mean something, meaning you qualify for the Europa League. So domestic competitions always have to be the priority for me. Um, I I know that outside the Premier League, clubs in La Liga, the big clubs in La Liga, big clubs in Bundesliga, Serie A, they want that TV money that Premier League clubs get. But this isn't the way to go about doing it. We have to retain the integrity of domestic competitions. John, let's end with the games to come this weekend and the EPL aside, the Chelsea-Manchester United clash. What do you expect when West Ham take on Manchester City? When Arsenal play your Leicester City? And when Southampton, of course, clash with Everton later tonight? West Ham have done really well, haven't they? I think it's a step too far to say that they'll get anything against Manchester City. They've looked really impressive for me. I enjoyed their performance against Porto in the Champions League in midweek. West Ham, though, it's looking very promising to, to be able to, to battle for a top-half finish this season under David Moyes. Arsenal against Leicester City, a bit worried about Leicester at the moment, the way that they're playing. Uh, it's all a bit predictable. Jamie Vardy will hopefully be back. But Arsenal worry me. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang hasn't been in great form, has he, this season, but he did get a goal in the Europa League. Arsenal, for me, favourites in that game. It's a big test, actually, of their top four credentials. Really big test for Arsenal. These are the games they need to be winning if they want to finish in the top four. And Southampton against Everton. You never quite know what you're going to get with with Southampton at the moment. Very inconsistent. They were superb last weekend against Chelsea in that 3-3 draw. Everton, you know what you're going to get from them. They're very consistent, very solid. They have the flair. They have the goal-scoring ability. They have players like Alan who uh, aren't worried about doing the, the dirty jobs in football. 
So I think it, I think they, they look really good, Everton. I, I've really enjoyed watching them this season. And if they win against Southampton, wow, what a start that would be to their season. Thanks, John, for your time. Okay, we're getting ourselves ready for the special debate coming up. Barca, Real Madrid ahead of the Classical. Who is in a better place? Kwame Buell and Lord Kwanzaa joining me shortly. But now let's find out the games. Look forward to the big games indeed everywhere you turn in Europe this weekend. La Liga returns this weekend with one of the most intense rivalries in world football, El Clasico. As Barcelona hosts Real Madrid at the Camp Nou in the high-octane fixture that could potentially determine the early favourites in the title race. Both Spanish giants have endured some fair share of troubles in La Liga this season and need a victory on Saturday. Barcelona slumped to a 1-0 defeat against Hetafe last week but staged a recovery in the UEFA Champions League. Real Madrid, on the other hand, have suffered consecutive defeats over the past week and are in desperate need of a boost of morale. Zinedine Zidane expressed confidence in his side following the shock loss to Shakhtar Donetsk and will have to ensure that his stars are at their best against Barcelona. Elsewhere, Atletico Madrid will play at home to Real Betis and Sevilla will host Eibar. RB Leipzig head into Saturday's Bundesliga meeting with Hertha Berlin full of confidence after last weekend's 2-0 win at Augsburg kept them unbeaten and top of the table after four matches. Hertha, meanwhile, are unexpectedly languishing perilously close to the relegation zone after three consecutive losses has seen them drop to 15th place in the table. Bayern Munich hosts Antrang Frankfurt at the Allianz Arena on Saturday, with both sides currently occupying Champions League qualification positions. Bayern win at Amiens last weekend took them up to second in the table, with Frankfurt retaining the unbeaten record with a 1-1 draw at Cologne. Borussia Dortmund will look to rebound after their disappointing Champions League loss in the first Riviera derby of the season against Schalke 04 on Saturday. After dropping two points in a 1-1 draw at Crotone, Juventus will be looking to return to winning ways in Serie A when they host Verona at the Allianz Stadium on Sunday evening. Genoa will host Inter Milan, Napoli will play away to Benevento and league leaders AC Milan will take on AS Roma on Monday. And in the Premier League, Manchester United welcome fellow top four hopefuls Chelsea to Old Trafford on Saturday for the headline fixture of Game Week 6 of the 2020-21 Premier League season. The Red Devils go into the match off the back of a memorable Champions League triumph in Paris, while Chelsea were held to a goalless draw by Sevilla in midweek. Elsewhere, Man City will play away to West Ham. Champions Liverpool will host Sheffield United. League leaders Everton will face Southampton away. And Thomas Partey's Arsenal will host Leicester City. Moses Yeboa there and if you didn't know it indeed has become Thomas Partey's Arsenal because the party is very much on but tomorrow the world will be waiting for one game just the one game the mother of all derbies Uh, it will be happening for one club or the other Barcelona, Real Madrid That's the game to look forward to And so before it all happens tomorrow Let's get into our little tricky debates this evening, shall we? It's only always good like this because I've got uh, strong guys who are here to try and play it out neatly for their teams. Well, 
Lord Kwanza is here for Real Madrid tonight. Lord, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You speak. I want you to speak directly to your microphone for me. That was good. Okay, and uh, Kwame Bio is here for Barcelona. Kwame, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Yeah, I like the baritone voice. So it's good. It's good, right? And I'm sure before you guys get it out and do your arguments in front of the television, we have to do this. And I'm sure the Real Madrid fans are right behind Lord and the Barcelona fans are right behind Kwame. So, uh, Kwame, let's start with you then. Barcelona, you are saying Barcelona in a better place. Why Why do you think Barcelona in a better place than Real Madrid? Okay, uh, the reason why I believe Barcelona is in a better place than Real Madrid is uh, considering the opponents Real Madrid have lost to, that's Cadiz last weekend, and then Shakhtar. Uh, they lost to Shakhtar at both matches being at home. Hmm. <laughs> by One was by a goal to nil without scoring a goal doing anything reasonable in the match <laughs> and then against Shakhtar Donetsk considering three goals in the first half I think Barcelona had a uh, far, far in a better oh, place way way better Lord, Lord, Lord you agree in fact the game against Shakhtar you lost by in the first half you were down by three goals to nil in the first half I think we underestimated our opponent that's, oh, that's the first thing mm. you know you realise after they went for the half and came back uh, a lot of things changed mm. like there was a lot more agency energy, yeah. yeah, an agency yeah so like I feel like maybe sometimes you underestimate our opponents. Like the Cardiff game, mm. we really underestimated them. Cause I mean, usually, aren't, you, aren't you underestimating too much? Then you underestimate Cardiff. You underestimate Shakhtar. I do Barcelona. A newly promoted side, right? Yes, so yeah. it's somehow understandable if we underestimate them mm. somehow. Mm. But then that shouldn't be happening. That's that's the truth. That shouldn't be happening. But for Shakhtar, they took us by surprise. Cause I mean. Even if we underestimate them, I don't think we should be conceding three goals mm. before the first half ends. I don't think I don't think that. But then, you know, Zidane how he is, he's going to change a lot of things. I mean you saw him change a lot of things in that second half. Yeah. You saw the energy, you saw the energy Vinicius even entered the game with. Like yeah. he came, his first touch he scored. Mm. So, you know, I believe like for Bas- the Barcelona game is going to be different because I mean we cannot lose two games. And then come and face Barcelona and then and lose. Slap. No, no, no. Uh, Kwame, That's not happening. Kwame, how worried are you that, um, look, if you're comparing Runakuma and, and Zidane, Zidane has been in this game bef- and he, he's, he's more comfortable in the fact that he'll be much more relaxed against your side when they play tomorrow. Well, I wouldn't say Zidane should be relaxed against Barcelona, this Barcelona side tomorrow, even though we are not at our best, but we still have Lionel Messi. Hmm. He is the game changer. No matter the coach, Messi always stands up. Is Messi still the Messi? Messi is still the Messi. We saw it against the Hungarian side that we played on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> For each other, that, that's a, an easy team, isn't it? Very easy team. <laughs> Very easy team. Champions of Hungary. We can't, we can't underestimate them. <laughs> Messi may be Messi. But, but, but aren't you worried about that? I mean, to, to be clear, uh, and to be fair, we're trying to do the matching. And I, I think I said that in my intro, trying to match poster boys. If Barcelona came with Messi, who are you going to come up with? At this point, we cannot really point out someone. Yeah, post them. But then we still have very strong people. I mean, I believe we have game changers than Barca. Because mm. right now Griezmann, he doesn't he doesn't show up for Barca. Coutinho is somehow maybe he's sub, he's sub, you know. And um, Fati, Fati is like trying to, you know, show that he, he could be a game changer. But then they don't have they don't have enough. So who are your game changers? You saw Vinicius. You saw uh-huh. Vinicius in the in the previous oh, game. Vinicius in the in, in the classical. Will he be a game changer? Exactly. You saw him in the a classical. You saw him a couple of days ago. Kwame can wait to Kwame, you don't agree. Uh, if you are talking about game changers, game changers, Barcelona has a lot more game changers than Real Madrid. That you say. Where are game changers there? We have Lionel Messi. We have Usman Dembele. We have Trincao. Usman Dembele, have, oh, Dembele is a game changer. He's, he's he, a, he, he, he has told me that Dembele is not a game changer. Okay. And who else? And he's we have Ansu Manifati. Ansu Manifati. 
youngest goal scorer in the Champions League, youngest goals, youngest player with two goals in the Champions League. We played with Inter Milan last season with a dead second team. Ansu Mani was the one who won the game for us. Don't forget, Rodrigo mm. scored a hat trick in his debut Champions League season. So these stats you are bringing out, he uh, wasn't the youngest. He's saying that he has more he game changes than you have. Yes, your no, no, game no, no, changes I, are not enough because your game changes have not been changing the last three games. Exactly. And so he, he doesn't feel I, like I, he got I was play. playing against Villarreal. Yeah. Ansu Mani was the, first, uh, the player for the first goal. Yeah. We played against uh, you your games. Sa- Vigo. And you're winning games. We are winning games. Maybe minus the Getafe game, but yeah. What would win the game for you? What do you think? Just quickly, a final. The, the whole seconds. the whole idea of Barca not having that passion. They don't have the hunger they used to have. They don't have that desire. They don't have that oh, energy. You know. Okay. This this is El Clasico. We approach it differently. But you know, Messi is not really excited about how his his stuff went. You know, mm-hmm. with with Barcelona and the whole board and everything. And you know, Coutinho just came back. Coutinho's energy isn't isn't high. I, I even forgot <laughs> about Felipe Coutinho. <laughs> I mean, Griezmann, Griezmann is not performing. So, so they are not quite up there. And you expect to to win the game, Barca? No, you. You. Where much do you expect to win the game? Me, I believe you win the game because Barca is below us. You know, oh, I see. So that's, the that's the defining factor. Defining factor. Because maybe we are not good enough. Even in our worst, yeah. our worst ever form. Yes. Since maybe Lionel Messi started yeah. in our worst ever form, yeah. Real Madrid were able to win the league with just some few points.